joining me on my Profit with a Plan podcast. This is where you can get some great ideas to create your most profitable small business. Just so you know, financial planning isn't only for those that have a lot of money or run a big company. A workable financial plan is for us everyday small business owners who want to make great financial decisions that lead to bigger profits. So join me, Marcia Reiner, your certified financial planner and financial business strategist each Tuesday for some smart ideas that you can add more money to your bottom line. I also work with ambitious business owners who are uh, growing their profits fast and they're looking for unique ways to, to create income and spending strategies without trying to kill themselves. So if you know of anybody or you're curious yourself, I'd love to get with you and chat and see how that might go. So we're going to get on with today's podcast today. My special guest is a dear friend of mine, Miss Lisa Reed. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Marcia. Thank you so much for having me today. You got it. So let me tell you a little bit about Lisa. So whether you're a speaker or not, there's no doubt that we all have the expertise that can leave an impact on the world that once, once it's shared. As the founder of Get Speaking Gigs Now, Lisa mentors business professionals and entrepreneurs who want to make an impact and ultimately attract their ideal client through speaking. Sounds good to me. As a speaker herself, Lisa has successfully booked and delivered over 400 speaking engagements. She is passionate about training speakers with varying levels of experience, messages, and niche markets. She believes that a great foundation, a solid network, and a proven strategy can help propel speakers to actualizing their potential. Wow, Lisa, that's an amazing introduction. And I think all of my business owners and entrepreneurs that are listening really need to hear your story. Wow, there goes the doorbell, huh? (laughs) So why is it, um, that was kind of perfect with the ding dong just at the same time. You know, as a, as a small business owner, we often work out of our home and, um, you know, that's the way to utilize a great office space. And I love it. But generally, I don't have a, a ding dong going off. Um, I guess I just got a delivery. So I wonder what kind of goodies I have. <laughs> anyway, so Lisa, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here with us. Um, tell me again, why, why do speakers, um, why do we want as entrepreneurs to become speakers? Why is there an advantage to that? It's really that one-to-many advantage. If you um, are a business owner who goes out networking, for example, or wishes you had more customers or wants to scale your business in some fashion, we all have just the 24 hours a day in, the, in, in our day. So it's a great way, speaking is a great way to share your message from going from one-to-one, like at the table or on a phone call, to one-to-many. I, I always say, if I'm going to go to a networking meeting, it'd be great if I'm the speaker because then... I get to not only network with people, but also uh, make a bigger impact on who I can serve. So that's what I encourage my clients to do as well. I love that. And I think that it also makes you um, more the expert, right? Absolutely. It's all of a sudden, you know, people coming up to you after and asking your opinion and saying they want to get in touch with you or maybe they want to hire you or buy your product. So it's a very effective way to position yourself and make yourself stand out at a networking event or, or another event. I was just using that as an example for one, one way you can speak. Wow. So tell me what kind of speaking um, places that we can go. Where can, where's an ideal place that someone who's trying to build their expert status, um, where would they go to become a speaker? You know, um, I think a great place to start uh, getting your message 
let's say get getting the wheels going and practicing and front of a live audiences and making an impact would be some service organizations. And I say that because I know there's people listening all across the country. I'll explain what that is in a moment, but, um, this is some, there are service organizations all around the country in many, many, many cities all around the country. So that's why this is a, this is a good example for your audience. But um, when I say service organizations, that might mean a Rotary Club, a Kiwanis Club, or a Lions Club. And largely, those, are, those organizations are there to serve their local community. They usually have a nonprofit, one or two nonprofits that they're really working towards, a big project, and giving back to the community. Um, but they also usually have a guest speaker every week. Wow, and they um, they're always looking for different ideas or new ple- new people, people who are serving the community in some way. And there's the audience of of those members. I mean, it's it's business leaders, it's um, possibly people who've had a lot of decades of experience and now are retired but want to still give back to their community. Business professionals, um, sometimes some Congress people or council council people are there. So it's a really great way to get involved in your community as well, but a, a wonderful way to practice your talk in front of live audience. And because they have so many chapters and so many um, each week they need a speaker, it's just a good way to, to get your foot in the door and get your message really polished in front of a nice group of people. I love it. I love it. How does one go about getting a speaking gig um, or even even in more detailed? How does one go get a speaking gig at, at say, maybe the Rotary or, or the Chamber or something along those lines? Yeah, well, there's lots of ways to do that. And one way is to ask. <laughs> uh, keep it simple, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that's actually uh, one of the things I find is that people uh, say they want to speak. It's kind of like I want to go on a trip around the world, but at one point you actually have to plan it out and set yourself up so that you could take that trip around the world or you could speak. So really before the ask, I actually recommend having a talk ready to go. And I call that my have, get your talk. I help people get their talk ready to rock because yeah, you, when you, as a, as a business, we'll just say business owner, entrepreneur, when you have your talk ready to go and you're like secure and you know that this message is really going to make an impact, it's going to serve the audience. It's also going to give you a platform to um, possibly attract some clients. Then, so it's not, let me be clear, it's not a, just a half hour sales pitch. It's a, you're really serving the audience. Then you, um, you're more confident when you're going to go ask if you don't have your talk ready to go and you make that, you get that courage to call and ask, what do you think their first question is going to be? So what's your talk what's about? What's your talk about? And you're, if you say, oh, anything, I can talk about anything in mortgage or anything in this or anything. In, no, that's a no-go. So you really want to have a plan set in place just like anything, just like if you're um, setting up your financial plan, you have to go and research and see what this is what I'm going to do. Everyone wants to you know, have millions of dollars when they retire, but there's still steps that one needs to take to get there. So first step is get your talk ready to rock. That's step number one. Then I recommend people create a list. Um, Like, let's say if you want to go for rotaries, okay, well, get your ducks in a row, get your list going, Um, put all the information on there. So then that way, when you're ready to make the ask, whether it's through email or phone call, 
or however you are in sales mode. So there's a difference between admin mode and sales mode. I mean, if you're, if you've never been in sales before, I, I always thought this was obvious, but I've been in sales for a really long time and it's two completely different hats. And as entrepreneurs, we're always wearing like how many hats, right? Yes. More, more than we should. <laughs> your admin assistant hat is not, is different than your salesperson hat. Totally different energy, different momentum and, and all that. So those are a couple of the things that I would recommend. I love it. It makes, it makes total sense too. I mean, you know, most of us want to do something, but in order to do it, you have to have a plan behind it, which is uh, the, the foundation of what I do in financial planning for, for business owners is having that structure and that plan and that goal and that direction that you're taking. You have to turn that around and do that with your speaking gig as well. You do. Um, what kind of things do we need to have ready um, beyond just the topic? Um, you know, I, I've heard I've heard from many, and, and I'm a budding speaker as well. So I've heard from um, others that you need to have, you know, a speaker reel. You need to have a speaker's one page. You need to, you know, should I have published a book or, you know, just what kind of things do I need to have ready? You know, that's a really good question, Marcia. And I think it, I'm glad that I did it wrong when I got started. Let's just say that. <laughs> because, um, here's my point. Having all those things is wonderful. That's great. And it can certainly help you. And it, none of those are a bad idea. In fact, I have a whole session in my mastermind where we, we talk about getting your speaker sheet done and we get that designed so that's off your plate and ready to go. But, um, and I do believe having a speaker sheet is a great way. That's like your, you want to get your talk done and you have your speaker sheet ready not because you need it, but again, because it builds up your confidence. It shows you, it shows the person that you're serious. You actually are, I mean, it's one of my tests, like a litmus test that I'll take. Like if someone doesn't have a speaker sheet, I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. I wonder why, like how many talks have they actually done? Are they just telling me they're a speaker and they're not really like, if they're a serious speaker, why wouldn't they have that? So it's just my own internal thing now, but I want to be clear and, and um, certainly if your listeners are like, what's a speaker sheet? What's a one sheet? What are they talking about? I'll explain that in a moment. But um, I will say this. I booked over 100 speaking engagements before I ever had a speaker sheet, before I had a reel, before I had a book. Mm. And so I don't want people to think that they have to have that in order to get started. I'm so it's, glad to hear that. It's probably the same as when you're talking to people about saving for retirement or putting their financial plan together, they come to you thinking, well, I don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars, Marcia, so I can't work with you yet. I, I don't have enough money to have a plan. But you're like, no, that's a myth. You can still have a plan. We just need to get you started. And it's the same with speaking. Good, good. I love it. So talk to me a little bit about the, the, the three things that I talked about. We all know what a book is and being an author. But um, can you explain what a speaker one sheet has on it? Yes. Yeah. So a great way for uh, a great visual is just Google speaker sheet. You'll get like a million examples of it. It's really just a sales page for you as a speaker. There's quite a few elements and this is where people get stuck. And that's why I have it as a whole module for my mastermind. Oh, wow. Not one of those rocket science things, just like putting your financial plan isn't rocket science, but it's the drudgery of it. The, oh, I got to put all this, you know, getting all this stuff and am I making the right choice and is this correct and so that's where it gets okay. tricky so you got to have your bio your talk um your talk title description and learning points that's what I help people um, I think with that's a big it. one that I've seen um 
that, that you have to have takeaways that the audience is going to come in, come mm-hmm. away with. And yeah. it's going to be something simple. Um, I noticed that a lot of people, when they start speaking, um, they end up just rattling or rambling and going on and on or having a very, very big um, topic that they're talking on and that they don't have it down into things that they can listen. Right. Am, am I true in saying that, that most people that are listening to a presentation have a very short t- attention span, just as any other ones out there? I heard something in the, in the realm of, you know, seven or eight seconds. But in a speaking content, you still have a very small window of time that you're going to be presenting a topic. And I mean, you probably want to keep that really fine tuned, right? Yeah. And there's, there's a whole, that's a whole other ball of wax in terms of your talent as a speaker and your ability to manage, I call it audience management and be, but having a plan and, and having a strategy is one of those big, big components of lowering that nervousness, increasing your confidence. I'm actually really surprised that a lot of speakers are like, well, I know how to talk, so I'll just get up there and I'll wing it. Or, or you know, they're just throwing something together, which what they think out of the, of course, they think this is this is what, what the audience wants. Um, but there's just a lot of mistakes that are made out there. So I also evaluate speakers' um, talks. And I'm, you know, it's kind of like you can have your best friend tell you how great it is, but that's not really going to help you move the needle. <laughs> It'll make you feel good. But I really am like, let me listen and watch. And I watch every single detail, like what's on your PowerPoint, how you're standing there when they introduce you. How did you finish? How did you close? What were your, what were your results at the end? How did you feel? How were your transit? Like all of it detailed, because that's important. You, you are up there being vulnerable and you've done all this work to get to that stage moment. Why not invest to make sure that it's going to be effective? I don't understand why, why one would do that. So that's a big, that's a big thing for me. That makes, that makes <laughs> total oh sense. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, it, it, it is. And, and I'm trying to kind of cover a bunch of pieces that, that I know that are valuable when you are speaking, because it is a, it is an amazing opportunity, as you said in the beginning to speak instead of to one, but you're speaking to many people. So you're really taking that curve of bringing in new clients to you. Um, you're shortening that curve dramatically. And you're also, um, you're also explaining that you're an expert in this field and bringing people, attracting people into you. So I love the idea of speaking from the stage. And I think that it can be very simple if you do it in the right path and you get all your pieces and ducks lined up and it's not going to be overwhelming, but there are some moving parts that you have to have in place or you really ought to have in place to make it impactful, right? Because one and done, if you do well here, you know, you could go on to other stages and get other um, potential areas. Um, If you do horrible, that could have been your career in speaking. (laughs) It could have been. And that's why it, it, that's why it's so important. The, the confidence piece, it's, it's actually the intangibles that are probably our bigger challenges versus the tangibles of like, um, I, I'll, I'll talk to people who say they're, they, they want to be a speaker and they're maybe just not ready to invest yet. And then I'll talk to, you know, in coaching and I'll say, I'll talk to, they'll call me a year later. And it's the exact same. Like, I still want to be a speaker. I have a message share. It's really, really important. I'm like, okay, well, Let's get you. And there's so much nervousness and lack of confidence at times. So what I want to do is give speakers the tools that they need to settle that down, 
so that they are giving their message that feels right to them. Everybody's unique. You're, um, there's what, just like I, there's tons oh, of speakers, there are tons there's of speaker coaches, there's tons of financial people. But there's millions of financial people out there. Yeah. <laughs> you make, you are different because you're you and you attract the people that um, like your style and are resilient or um, what am I, resonating, that's the word, not resilient, resonating with your message. So it's the same thing. Like let's, like I'm speaking to a group of realtors, women realtors um, in a couple weeks. And it's the same thing. Like, how do you as a realtor stand out? Well, there's something unique about each person and their knowledge that they bring to whatever industry that is that could be a talk that could really help somebody, could help someone save thousands of dollars. So that's all. So um, that, that brings up a, a point to me. Um, anybody can speak on any topic, right? You don't have to be this like, um, intellectual property guru nope. that has, I mean, what kind of topics do you think we could, I mean, could a chiropractor speak? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could a, could a, um, salesperson speak? Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't think it has to be, I mean, I guess, I guess that's probably what scares a lot of people is, is when you look back or you look in the mirror and you're getting ready to prep and you're thinking, gosh, do I have the credentials or the right or the, the knowledge base to really speak on this topic? And I think that scares people as well. Yeah, that's what I mean about the intangibles. It's not so much the tangibles, it's the self-doubt and the imposter syndrome. Who am I to, who, I'm not an expert. Like I don't even have a high school diploma or, you know, whatever, whatever we tell ourselves, like, well, I don't have a book yet. That's sometimes I had a, I had a gal say to me, um, well, I don't have a speaker reel, so I can't be a speaker. I'm like, how are you going to be get, how, mm, how are you going to get a speaker reel if you're not a speaker? You right. have to get in there and go film yourself and go have some gigs. Then worry about your speaker reel. The only people that need the speaker reel are really more the um, speaker bureaus and things. that's on a different level. So if you haven't gotten out there and spoken yet, you're not ready for that yet. So that's another that thing that people want to go right to the top of the mountain. I'm like, well, we need to start hiking first. Like, let's just <laughs> put on your tennis shoes first. I love it. We need to I get some it. hiking in our belt. Yeah. Gosh. So um, what are some of the obstacles besides the, the confidence that um, aspiring speakers are facing these days? Um, I think, uh, w- well, we, we talked about a few of them. The, the feeling that there's, there's already too much competition, um, I think one of the biggest obstacles is how do I take all my knowledge and funnel it down to a half an hour? Right. <laughs> and a lot of times you were mentioning that where, um, and I've been in these presentations, the worst, where the, the guy said at this particular one I'm thinking of, he's like, I've got three hours of material packed into 45 minutes. So I'm going to go through as quickly as I can. I'm like, why would, why would we do that? No. Right sell us into a workshop or something where you can tell us all this amazing stuff, but bite size it down. So it's kind of like if you're a director of your own movie, it's hard to edit. Like it's hard to cut. You're like, but that's important. And that's important. And Oh my gosh, they need to know that. Right. And, um, one of my, uh, analogies or metaphors I'll say is, uh, don't Thanksgiving dinner, the audience, like don't give them so much that they're passed out on the couch and they're so full, they cannot eat another bite, you know, like, no, that's a, that's a wonderful analogy. And that totally, that's totally what happens. So like, what do you think? Three, maybe four topics? What I mean, or, or oh, 
bullet points um, when you're when you're having that conversation. So like you're taking your your entire intellectual property and you're going, yeah. I'm so smart in this thing and everybody needs to know this and bringing it down to yeah. this. Um, yeah. So they want more, obviously, but three. I, I start with three. I think three is a healthy, healthy number. You could do four if you one of them's really short. Uh, I think what people get f- scared of is that they think um, they're not going to have enough mm-hmm. content. But really, when we start talking about what we know so well and our expertise, we could talk for out. Anyone could talk for hours, right, about it. So it's narrowing down. Yeah, but don't, <laughs> but don't, but don't do that. Yeah, it's really about okay. Pick the three, the three pillars that you think you really need to give attention to. And it might not be, again, this is where there's that balance of really serving your audience uh, with enough bite-sized, the appetizers, so they want more, serving them in a way that it's valuable, but also um, leaving them wanting more so that they, they come to you. And that's a very, um, it's, a, it's a balance. There's not like this exact formula for it. And that's why I said at the beginning, like, go out and practice it because you'll, you'll create your talk. And this, is, I, this happens when I... My help clients get their talk ready to rock. I'm like, okay, so now we've created it. Now you got to go out and actually deliver it. Well, first you need to practice on your own, but then you need to go out and deliver it to a live audience. Maybe what you thought they wanted, they didn't want. Maybe you, that you got a question from someone or a comment from someone that changes the whole thing. So you got to understand that it's a evolving. I consider your talk an organism, a live organism where it is breathing and, you know, moving and growing and you tweak it and you tweak it and you tweak it until you get to a point where you're like, I think, I think we're good, but it just takes actual practice and getting out there. I love it. I love it. And it's so valuable. I'd love to just circle back um, maybe to give um, folks some ideas on some topics that, that oh, yeah. um, audiences like to hear. And yeah, they like to hear the benefits into that. Yeah, again, it just like in anything else, it is all about the with them, like what's in it for me. So when you're developing your talk or funneling down your expertise, like what would be helpful? What problems are you solving for people? What problems does the audience have? Um, and not every talk is good for every audience either. You know, I mean, you need to know who your target market is. Where are they? And then how do you create a talk that would really serve that group of people? So um, it could be the mistakes that you see in the industry or the pitfalls, the myths, the solutions, the keys, the secrets. These are all like great is like gold headlines. Yeah. (laughs) But you want it to be, you want it to be interesting and attractive. Mm -hmm. Otherwise nobody will book you. Number one, number two, the audience will fall asleep on you if you don't make it interesting and relevant. Um, I think that um, I think that that there's a lot that we can do, and how speakers, how this can really truly benefit. Um, you spoke in the beginning about how it really attracts your ideal client. Um, it sounds like if you've got a good topic and you're talking to the right people, um, and you're giving some nuggets away to them, they're going to be interested or attractive enough because you've, you've worked them properly to have them want to have another conversation with you in one way, shape or form. Right. Is that how we're attracting clients out of, out of speaking? Yeah. It's about, it's about serving. um, Are you a solution to their problem? Do you resonate with someone? Like you said, if it's a chiropractor, there's chiropractors all over the place. 
but maybe you spoke or your specialty is something that really uh, this person in the audience or people in the audience were suffering from. And sometimes you don't know. I think sometimes speakers think they're going to be mind readers. You don't know who is going to be resonating with you. There's been many times where I thought it was the person who was the most engaged in my talk and raising their hand and, you know, really making eye contact and leaning in only to find out it was the quietest person in the back who comes up to me after and says, you know, Hey, I really liked what you said. And they maybe are crying and, you know, we, we just have this connect. So for whatever reason, what they were holding on internally was what was, that was why I was there to speak to that person. I don't know. I never know who it's going to be, but I think if we all kind of came in with that, it's like, I'm coming in with the intention to serve this group of people. We've already determined as a fit and how you scheduled, got scheduled to speak. And then you serve with an open heart. I know that sounds maybe a little ethereal, but you just, you're serving. You're seeing who in the audience is going to sprout up that, that needs to work with me. That's wonderful. Um, I find that um, I've gone to many speaker presentations um, over the years. Many, 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 really lots. Um, And then there's always seems like there's two types of speaker presentations. Um, The one where they're like offering service and they're offering nuggets and, and you walk away with feeling empowered that, wow, I could do something or I could, I could benefit from that. And then there's the other ones that have, it it seems like it's a sales pitch from the get-go. They come in and they start talking about their program and their program and their program and they kind of get the hype up and, and by the end of the program, you're, you're so emotionally charged, you know, people are running back to the back of the room for a $25,000 package that nobody can afford in the room. What, what is the better way to go about that? I mean, is it the, the serving or is it the selling something from the stage? Oh, well, I think it's both, but uh, I definitely am on the serving side, but I also believe that you need to start at the end result. What's your call to action at the end and have that in mind so that you are leading people to what kind of result you want to have. Um, because it's your time and you're giving. And I think that's a good point too. You've got to sell something. You can't just talk to talk because then you, unless you're being paid to talk, it's, it's not worth your time to be in that realm. But I don't think, am I, am I kind of getting the idea right that you don't need to be this big, huge, da, 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 no, in fact, sometimes rush to the back. No, sometimes people who are introverts are actually some have the best results or just being themselves being, I think it's, I mean, it's, this is going to sound so cliche, but like really being authentic, like, who are you? What, what excites you? What, what gets you pumped up about your, your expertise and who's your audience? And like, for example, um, I I speak to, I'm industry agnostic when I, when I speak. So I speak to a lot of different, different kind of groups and if I'm speaking to a nonprofit organization and I come in and um, I know ahead of time, I'm going to probably wear a little more muted colors. I'm going to talk more likely in a softer tone, um, more even. I'm going to be, my energy is going to be more on a medium level um, because I'm reading the room, right? Versus if I'm in front of realtors, they're usually on their phones, like, you know, cause they're, they're like 24 seven on trying to get deals, did it like move fast, got to talk fast. You got to be, you got to be like, really be interesting. Yes. Like look up for my phone. 
So there I'll make me, I'll wear maybe a little more bold outfit and I'll talk a little louder and I'll be more, you know, this is what, you know, this is what you need to do and um, louder and faster. So it just, it kind of depends on your group and what you're there for, but what your personality is. I'm fine shifting that part of me because that's all a part of me. I'm fine with that. Um, but you just have to find who, who you are, what, what right. works for you. And I think you need to, you need to have a product or, or a solution or an offer. And maybe that offer is just a consultation or maybe yeah. that offer is a, uh, a workbook or maybe that offer is come into a, a, a two hour class or, or something. Um, but I think that, that a speaking gig and, and the way I like to do it is to make sure that I'm offering a lot of value and that um, they've experienced me, but they haven't got really deeply to know me. So then the next step is let's get to know each other and see if it's a right fit, um, you know, versus I guess, I guess unless I had this, you know, a Tony Robbins persona where everybody knows what I'm doing, then I can come in and sell. But I think for us everyday people um, to, to have more of a let's get to know each other a little bit more in a consultation kind of thing or a small workbook or a small work class or, or something along those lines would be appropriate to, to offer. I think for when I, when I coach my clients and we figure out the monetization part, cause that's another part of the mastermind that I teach. It's so important. Um, and there are some things that I definitely do not recommend for my clients. Um, but what's really key. And I think this is what sets me apart from some of the other speaking training that I've seen and, or participated in is, um, you have to come up with something that you are willing to do and that you are excited about as a speaker. Because if you, like, if I said, no, Marcia, you should do it this way. And that didn't really feel right for you. Or you're like, that's not really. And I was like, no, no, they're going to run to the back of the room. Marcia, yeah. they're going to throw cards at you. You'll make millions. And you don't want to, you'll forget to do your offer or you will run out of time or you'll just do what you want anyway. Mm. So part of it is what is that? Where is that speaker at in their comfort level in asking what kind of sales experience do they have? What kind of confidence do they have in asking for people to fill out their credit card information? I've done it hundreds of times. It doesn't phase me. You know, certain things phase me. And I'm, when I change or maybe I do a new product, I'm like, oh, this is kind of like, I got to get the kinks out. But I know that people will write their credit card down information. Why? Because I have tons of evidence that shows that it's possible. Now, that's okay for what I'm selling. For what you're selling people, it's a higher risk. Financial advisors, they're not going to be like, here's all my retirement life savings. I just saw you do one talk. They're not going to, they're not prepared to make that decision at that moment, but they are prepared. So I think you're on the right track. They are prepared to go, you know, this, I've been putting this off for a long time. I think I was here at the right moment. I need to talk to her. I'm going to schedule something. I want to see if I can trust her with all of my money, <laughs> with all of my resources. So I think it also depends on what you're offering. True, true. Wow, this has been such valuable information. And I know my small business owners and entrepreneurs that are listening will understand this and, and feel hopefully a pull to, you know, get into the speaking arena so they can talk to more people um, in a shorter time span rather than trying to, um, you know, uh, shoot with a, with a, what's, what's the little pellet rifle that, that has the little pieces going out rather than, know, but I know what you mean, <laughs> the, the sniper thing, you know what I mean? So yeah, I would, I would love, I think, uh, I think that I would love my, my, my tribe, my people to, to start investigating this because this is a, a shorter path. 
once you get the foundational pieces in place, it's a shorter path to bring in clients and it's uh, raving clients, clients that like you a lot versus just, you know, marketing on Facebook or marketing on the, you know, in the newspaper or wherever that they're marketing with their, with their service products. So um, how could, how could my tribe, how could my people, the listeners find out more about you and, and work with you? Uh, great, great question. Thank you. Uh, you can go to get speaking gigs now.com, which is gigs with a S. So get speaking gigs now.com on there. You'll find a couple of free gifts. There is a five top tips to get more speaking gigs now. So you can get that directly to your email. And there's also a button that says free consultation. And if this is speaking to you, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> um, okay. Not, maybe not so much. So anyway, but if, if, if you would like a consultation with me, I do a speaker success assessment. Okay. Um, that's a free consultation and it's a great time for me to just get an idea of what it is that you've got going on. Like zero or where are you at? Are you at a 10, a seven in terms of where you, where you are, where you want to be speaking, how much, you know, everyone's had a different level. So it gives me an idea of how I can best support you and what holes we would need to fill if we decided to work together. Wow, that's amazing. So um, I'll make sure that that's on the um, the information on the podcast. So anybody that's listening to this in their car or whatever, haven't had a chance to write it down, they can always go to the podcast information on this. Lisa, thank you so much for, for being on the podcast. We love the ideas. I, I just think it's such a valuable part. And um, I hope that everybody else has found an idea or two that they can put into their business to um, have more profitability and um, learn how to increase that and, and grow their business. So thank you again, both Lisa and my information will be on the podcast description. So thank you very much, Lisa. So thank next week's show is, uh, is on easy budgeting that you can do in 10 minutes. Um, because nobody really wants to do budgeting, right? Everybody hates it. So the budgeting factor is going to be in there. So I'll, I'll make sure you guys have a large dose of coffee when we're listening to this, but it'll be very interesting and very easy to do and essential for your financial plan. So um, something I wanted to announce, uh, I'm very excited that I am close to finishing my second book. It's entitled Big Profit Secrets Exposed, and I'll be going out on my own speaking tour in October through 2020, so I'm really excited. And I hope that you guys will, will follow me, and, and as it comes out, I'll make sure you guys have more, more information on it. So thank you so much again, Lisa, for showing up. And I hope that all of you will catch Profit with a Plan podcast on your favorite podcast player. We're looking forward to more profitable information on next week's show. And until then, profit with your plans. 